0: Lost Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now, it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller.
1: Good morning, Mike.
2: Good morning. You but need But wait, more it's coffee. the middle
1: of the afternoon.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here we go. It's always the same thing, isn't it? It's always the same thing. Social Media Edge Radio we never know how we're going to start and we never know know how we're going to end and the beautiful thing is the middle part yeah we never know what's going to happen there either but today we kind of have an idea don't we
2: we do we have we have show notes
1: those help those help so if it's your first time tuning in uh welcome to social media edge commonly known as smedge uh we've been on the air since what was it 1940 1940- uh, no, that was
0: something else. It was,
1: uh, 2008, August of 2008. So we are—we're uh, almost nine years old. This is our ninth season. I think our 23rd or 24th episode. Mike wants to go back and count the actual episodes. See, we can't just multiply 52 times nine and get the answer because there were some shows that we didn't do. We skipped some shows. And we can't look at the archives because we also syndicated some other shows. So if you look at the archives, it looks like we've done a thousand shows. We haven't. It's somewhere around 400. What are we talking about on the show, Mike? What what should the folks expect?
2: Well, they should expect a little bit of banter, but... um... Essentially, what we are focused on social media edge, which kind of denotes social media, but it's all things uh mostly tech that have to do with your business and uh primarily, we kind of focus more on small business than than anything else yep. um, but that could be blogging that could be you know Facebook that could be Google that could be you know really. Anything. It doesn't have to be social, as in like a social network like Facebook. And in particular, our topic today, we're going outside of that.
1: Yeah. In fact, um, you can go ahead and tell them the, the name of the show today.
2: Oh, well, this was your idea. It's toxic content. Um, yeah.
1: So we're I'm going to talk not... about those those oopsies.
2: Yeah. Well, and I'm going to say, Toxic content kind of also could lead into something, you know, malware-ish or something like that. And it's not about that. That's not what we're talking about.
1: Right. Today we're talking about something that a human has actually input into a computer, which magically, through the humongous network of computers around the world that we call the interwebs, uh, showed up on a web page and does some damage. Either to you or to another person. So we're going to be talking about toxic content that you create, uh, toxic, not Mike, you in general, uh, toxic content that others create on your outlets and just toxic content in general. We'll give a couple of examples, and uh, I'll be a good example. We can (laughs) talk about me uh, quite a bit. But if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we've changed the format. In the beginning of the show, we actually have a couple of tools that we highlight. I pick one and Mike picks one. We highlight those and we talk about them. Usually they're very relevant to what we're talking about in the topic, but not always. kind of like today. Mike, what's up?
2: Uh, My tool today, well, actually, um, last week, if you listened last week, my tool was actually his tool, because we don't talk about this (laughs) beforehand, and so I had to abruptly change my tool. So I really wanted to go out on the limb and make sure that my tool was nothing at all like his tool. Um, (laughs) It just, you know... (laughs) This whole tool thing really I, it weighs on me during the week. Um, here's one of the things, I, and, and you can use this in various different things, and I'm going to explain. Um, I have a little morning ritual. You ax, actually asked uh, last week, hey, uh, I think it was one of our rapid-fire questions or something like that, what's the first thing that you check in the morning? Uh, and, of course, we check email, and then we go to Facebook, and then we go to, you know, this and this and this. One of those things that I do is I actually go over to that social media network that nobody ever goes over to, LinkedIn. And um, I go to and I actually have a browser shortcut for this. This is how sick I am. And I have a browser shortcut that goes right over to uh, one of our former co-hosts, uh, Jeremy Blanton, goes right over to message him and I send him the exact same message every single morning which is the very generic thing that uh, LinkedIn is trying to get people to do these days, which is congratulations on your work anniversary. So if you go over to LinkedIn, you'll see uh, there's messages, and you can you can actually see everybody that's having a work anniversary. And he was complaining some day that some guy kept congratulating him on his work anniversary, and so I said, <laughs> well, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. That's right. Never saw Mike anything like that. That's what I do every single day. But I'm getting tired. This has gone on and on and on and on and on. And sometimes he replies, and most often he doesn't. But, you know, even if he does reply, I never go back to LinkedIn. So I thought, (laughs) well, you know what? I need to automate this because I'm a smart guy. So I actually found a well, if you're using Chrome, as far as your browser, and we can talk about Chrome browsers in a, in a little bit. But if you're using uh, Chrome, somebody has created something that will record your browser actions. So, if you're on a computer, you can do this via a macro. But if you are uh, on multiple different computers—PC, Linux, and and Macs and Chromebooks—well, you'd have to have a different macro depending on you know each computer that you're working on. And so mm-hmm. this one happens to be browser based, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. I can I haven't done it yet, but I can record my browser actions and say, really, it's just very simple. Go over here, <laughs> you know, just go to my shortcut and post this. Congrats on your work anniversary.
1: <laughs> you're you're semi evil on that one, Mike. But good job.
2: Yes I am. <laughs>
1: We need to cue that laugh, the wah-ha-ha laugh, uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> let me ask you this it will post something for you, so would it actually uh would it turn would it find a particular website for you, say for example, at nine a m every day, I need to know the weather update, will it pop open a web page and find the weather for me for the day,
2: you know theoretically, it could because it's recording whatever your browser does. And like I said, I haven't done it yet. I'm, I've added it to Chrome, and it's called Wildfire, by the way. And I've added it to Chrome, and I will see how that works. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test it with this, but virtually anything that you're doing in your browser, theoretically, this could work. Kind of like a mm-hmm. if this, then that kind of thing.
1: Now, is it, can you automate it? Does it set a timer so that it does it automatically, or do you have to fire that macro?
2: I'm not sure.
1: That would be uh that would be an interesting toy to play with. I like that. I can actually see a use for that, uh especially if I needed to, you know, say deposit $10,000 a day from one account into another account. I could automate <laughs> that. I'm not in that well, business.
2: Well, you know anymore. what? There's there there are a lot of things that we do on a regular basis that are let's say browser-based. And if this will, will do those kind of things, uh, those repetitive things, and just as simple as, for instance, uh, going over and, and checking, you know, just go straight over to my Facebook page and go check the messages or, you know, whatever. Just open that up in, in my browser tab. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's going to save some people a lot of time and energy.
1: Yeah, I think that's worth investigating for some things, especially, uh, I don't know uh, what most people know about what coders do, um, but sometimes there are some things that we do in the web that uh, could use some automation. Good tool. So that's, uh, it's a Google Chrome add-on, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Browser awesome. add-on.
1: It's called Wildfire. Good. Uh, mine today is really for the cool, uh, for the cool kids, and what's interesting is it also is a Google tool. Uh, Mm -hmm. I said in the notes it's for kids And their grandpas So play with it too Uh, Toontastic, have you heard of that one
2: Mike? I have not But I checked it out and I thought Wow this is really cool
1: Yeah it's very cool A little 3D Cartoons. It's You know, we see all these things, and they come out for kids, but we adults, you know, we're still kids inside, and we're going to go use it, and we're going to use it for business. I don't care what anybody says. This is going to turn up on somebody's business where they've made a little uh, commercial or introductory video or something using these uh, 3D characters. And you can even superimpose your own face or your dog's face or whatever onto some of the characters just by using your uh, – uh, mobile device, so it's it's pretty cool, you can uh, use the built-in elements like you can on anything else uh, what's the other one called? Uh, Powtoon, is that it? To, pow, yeah, Powtoon mm, Okay. Uh, we drag and drop stuff in there, you kind of animate it, well this is like that, only it's 3D, so you can put voice in it, you can put sounds in it you can, whatever you want it's it's really pretty cool but the link for that is dot with Google.com. so TuneTastic with com. Thought it was pretty cool. That's did fabulous. you have a chance to play with it, or did you just watch the video?
2: I, you know what, I just checked it out. Just watched the video and things. Uh, watched a couple of sample ones. I can see where you know what how this relates to small businesses. You want a animated video on your front page explaining, you know, what it is or your unique selling proposition or what have you, with your voice, but you're really ugly, you can use a cartoon.
1: <laughs> they have really ugly cartoons just for that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah. No, any reason. I mean I know a lot of people that just don't want to get in front of the camera. My wife is gorgeous. She doesn't want to get in front of the camera and she definitely doesn't want to have her face plastered all over a business site. So, you know, uh, anybody, me, I don't care. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what anybody else thinks about what I look like. I'll stick my mug on anything. Mm Yeah. Fun one though. It's uh, yeah, it's called tune tastic and uh, somebody go check it out and make something really cool. So we can, uh, so we can see what that is. And Mike's going to check out that automation and uh, give us a good report back on that as well. Oh, and, uh, you know, we got to know new stuff. Uh, the only thing we hear about here in uh, Georgia right now is the special election that they're holding. And I'm tired of hearing that. So I want to hear some good news today. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's you know, our show go. so seems we'll, to be a whole lot huh? about Google to get started. Yeah, there's a There's a lot of Google happening. I don't don't know what the deal is. But, uh, yeah, here's some good news for you. Google might expect a a $1.17 billion fine. Mike, what in the world could Google do to earn such disrespect?
2: Uh, I think they were manipulating the Google, as it's called. That's a drop in the bucket for them.
1: It is a drop in the bucket for them, and I don't think it's the first time they've done it. But this is kind of interesting, and it really puts a light on just exactly um, what can happen with what I'll call community trust for another organization. Now, we know that Google, if you go in and you do a search for a particular type of tool uh, or a particular product, Google Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now gives you their suggestions based on what they have found across the web. And that's their Google Shopping Assistant, right? Um, Right. It appears that this Shopping Comparison Assistant of Google's was receiving, really, carte blanche, uh, special privileges and completely pushing other competitors out of the way. So let's discuss that one for just a second. It's Google, right? They own Google. They own their tools. Um, Is there really a problem with that, do you think, Mike?
2: Well, okay. So let's say you search, uh, just simply you search kayaks. Let's say we're going to go, and you just put that into Google. What Google will probably show you, depending on if you're mobile or desktop or what have you, is kind of an array across the top of uh, kayaks, and then I'm looking on desktop, and they'll show you a little map where you can buy those kayaks. And right there it says it's sponsored. So mm-hmm. people are paying ads. That's how Google makes money. They're paying mm-hmm. for those ads up at the top. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to say it's Google's place. It's Google's home. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, it it should, as far as that goes, they should have... My my personal thing, I don't care how the average Joe thinks of Google because it is still Google owns us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a
1: business. Businesses require revenue. It's a capitalistic mm-hmm. endeavor. Um, and without getting too far into that, I will say that this comes from the European Union as uh, it's not from within the United States and some countries have different views on capitalism. So mm, I'm wondering, you know, if that's going to be a trend for Google uh, that they're going to have to face around the world. It's, it, it, to me, it's a little bit sad because you've got to make money to survive. Now, admittedly, Google is making enough money to do. They could probably trim that back a little bit, but that's not my place to say. So for me, um I I'm, I'm, I'm not really a fan of the fact that they're getting smacked for um, putting their advertisers above those who choose not to advertise with them. I mean, it'd be basically the same thing if you went after a television network that had Tide commercials but refused uh, but didn't have Gain commercials, but Gain didn't want to pay them any money and Tide did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, to me I see it basically yeah. the same way. Yeah, cool. Um Next one is kind of odd, kind of odd. Google Maps has made a mistake, showed a road road closed going through a small town. And Mm -hmm. the mayor, Mayor Mumford uh, there, says that uh, the town of Stanley has taken as much as a 15% hit in their normal revenue for their small businesses located in that town because Google shows the main road through their town has closed. Mm-hmm. That's a little scary.
2: Well, yeah, because once again, people use Google on a regular basis and it's like the default thing. So if you're mapping, how do I get from here to there, instead of the road going through their town, the road that Google is taking them because it says, hey, road's closed. You can go mm-hmm. this way, but the road's closed.
0: hmm.
2: Take some, what, I, I watched the video very quickly this morning, something like 400 miles out of the way, because this is. Yeah, four hours out of the way. In, in, <laughs> well, okay, four hours. And it's a mountainous territory, and there's not a whole lot of roads and options and things like that. So, you know what? They've got a good diversion. Yeah, well, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Except the road's yeah. not actually closed. Was closed. No longer. It was closed. closed. Uh, was closed for a
1: uh, was it an avalanche or a or something like that? Yeah, it was, um,
2: it was an avalanche so, in the winter, and
1: yeah, and naturally the road was closed. I, I thought about it for a minute. And I thought ten to fifteen percent, Mayor Mumford. That seems a little steep, but then I got to thinking about it. All the locals are still using the road, so mm-hmm. all the travelers who would normally be traveling through there to get to their ultimate destination, because this is not a destination city. Uh, but I'm sure they have gas stations and restaurants and small shops and things that people would
0: mm-hmm. stop
1: in, you know, drug stores, whatever. Uh, yeah, I can actually see 10 to 15 percent. And in this particular case, I actually think the city may have a little recourse against Google. If Google's going to provide that service, now we get back to the public trust, the community trust. Um, I think Google in this particular case may have violated the community trust. Uh, you know how Mayor Mumford proves that in a court of law, uh, at this point, it seems all circumstantial. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that uh, Google owes them a, at least a tip?
2: Well, as a goodwill gesture, yes. Um, because... They have complained. So the town has complained about this. They've made this public, and they've gone straight to Google and have had no response, and Google has not fixed it. Right. So in that case, yes. And, But at the same time, that's just as a goodwill gesture. I don't think this should ever enter a court of law or anything like that. And yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It doesn't need to set a precedent for uh, because all of a sudden everyone would have a claim. <laughs> everyone would have a claim. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about toxic content on your site, toxic content that you've created, toxic content that someone else has created that affects you. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Frustrated with your website, can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, Contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And
0: instead of working for your website, make it work for you.
2: Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website. And then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out arwoodconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. This is the
0: police. Come out with your hands above your head. We have the place surrounded. it.
1: And now we're going to talk about toxic content. Just the, uh, the word there sounds kind of rough, doesn't it? Toxic content. What do you think when you hear toxic content, Mike?
2: Well, my initial reaction is just uh, foul. Um, it very much has a negative connotation. Um, You know, I I, I tend to go more the uh, full of swear words, full of, you know, that kind of stuff, that kind of toxic. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and that would certainly be that would be like radioactive sludge, I think, uh, on the toxic scale. There you go. But things can be toxic without being foul. Um, And I'm going to give an example and kind of hope that my friends aren't listening. I'm not going to name any names, but they'll know exactly what I'm talking about (laughs) if they're listening. So um, we're planning our 40th reunion uh, for high school. So do the math. You can figure Mm that I am 37, and we decided on something a little bit better than a picnic table with uh, people bring a few hamburgers and things like that. We decided to have it uh, at a, at a small country club uh, nearby have the food catered in and that's uh, fairly nice. And we're not talking about a tremendous amount for a ticket. We're talking about 50 bucks per person. Uh, yeah. It's a lot more than a picnic where everybody brings their stuff to the beach house, which we actually did discuss. Um but it's going to be a little nicer and a little bit more, and we're not so young, so we need a table with chairs to sit at and air conditioning. <laughs> um, but on the event page for the event, someone posted that we had just priced them out of the market. It's just too much. They can't see because we've had ones in the past where you only had to pay $10. Um So, yeah, and and comparing the $10 one to the $50 one, I I get it. Uh, It's it's a lot more money. Um, It's also better food and better things like that. But it it turned toxic, and people started commenting on it. So out of our uh, class of 280, um, it poisoned some of those. So some of them just decided that they didn't want to do it. Um, That's... And there was nothing mean-spirited about it. I know the person. I've known them for many years, and we still, you know, um, I've referred this person out to some businesses that uh, I work with and and vice versa. And I'm not angry at the person in any way, but it's still toxic. So I'm going to ask you first, something like that happens, how do you deal with it? What would Mike Mueller do? WWMD.
2: You know all right i and i i I try to if you listen to the show, you know I try and stay away from all things that don't have a direct bearing on my personal business as far as that goes and and that's building websites as far as but uh so politics, sex, religion, that kind of stuff, you're never gonna see me post on face well, actually. One time, I posted something, and it had nothing, and it was business related. It was about RE bar camps, and uh, I posted something to a. I saw a very well-known person, somebody who was well liked and well loved, and they turned around. They they posted something. They were holding an event, and I said, "Why not call it a bar camp?" They called it something else, but the format was essentially exactly the same. And I said, "Why not call it a bar camp?" And I even tagged them on that. And they turned around and just attacked me. And just over and over and over and over. And I didn't fight back. I just stood my ground and said, you know what? It really is Al bar camp. <laughs> and I really should have blocked the person. I really should have cut it short or or what have you. But So I've been in that same same thing. I've been in that uh, toxic conversation, let's say. That's the best way Mm -hmm. to say that, which was public. You know, it was on social media. It was not private. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and it happens quite often, Um, more often than people would like for, you know, especially someone who doesn't know how to handle a confrontation. And on social media, I mean, your approach is great. Just ignore it, and I do the same now, Mike, you know I'm guilty of stirring the pot on my personal Facebook page, uh, which is for friends only. It's not public uh, right. and because you're one of my friends, you get to see some of the stuff I put on there, and people really don't know they think they know what I'm thinking when i'm I'm writing it, but I know they don't know because of, of some of their contents or comments uh, but that's a private Facebook page, Uh, and it really is my friends club. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. put a tenth of the stuff on, I wouldn't put hardly any of the stuff on my business page that I put on my private page, because that's private stuff. But what happens, and we've seen this, I have many, many friends who write on their business presence, whether it's their website, whether it's their uh, Facebook business page or whatever, they do. They talk about those things you just mentioned. They talk about politics and they talk about religion uh, and, and things like that. So it it does kind of open the door. Now, the question is, do you care or are those things more important to you than your business relationships? I guess that's kind of the dividing line. Like, I'm going to tell you about my religion and I really don't care what you think about it. If you choose not to do business with me because of that religion, then you can go away. And, and I think that's right. kind of common, probably more common in some circles than others. Um, and for, uh, You know what, Mike? I really don't have a problem with that. Um, I don't do it. But if somebody wants to do that and they want to make that decision, that their faith and their belief is more important to them than whether or not someone who believes differently does business with them. But I wouldn't advise my it, clients. That. You know
2: what I'm going to say? <laughs> it, it's it's a totally valid argument as far as that goes, and we've talked about this before. It's a wonderful way to filter people out, potential clients, who mm-hmm. might not want to work with you because you're of this persuasion, whatever that is, political or mm-hmm. religious or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? It, I think it's a great way as a filter. I choose not to use that, and other people do and do very well with it. The, the issue comes when uh, you are doing that, and somebody comes up and wants oh. to challenge you on that or just wants to troll you on that.
1: That's a big one. And I'm glad you said that because did you know that Google has a troll-fighting tool that scours for, quote-unquote, toxic content?
2: Ooh. I did not know. They do.
1: It's called Perspective. Should I Google that? Uh, Yeah, you can Google it, or you can just go to PerspectiveAPI.com. Um, and basically, it's just a modified search engine that looks for words and phrases that the um, whoever's using the API has determined could be toxic. So mm-hmm. you could actually, if you have a huge website with thousands of posts and hundreds of thousands of comments, uh, say a newspaper, for example, or a local television station or a network television station, They can use this tool to monitor all of the activity and the content on their site to identify these words. Now, we used to build word filters many, many years ago, 20 years ago. um, I had a client who said, I want to allow comments, but I don't want any swear words, uh, at which I had to say, I need to know which swear words you don't want. (laughs) I can write So you're going to have to communicate those to me. I can guess the big seven, um, but those just replaced the word with, uh, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but we put funny words in there. So we would change a word for kitties or we would change a word for um, Mm -hmm. snorkels or whatever, you know,
0: Um,
1: and it was, it was, it worked. Uh, We didn't block the comment. We just translated it, but this one perspective actually uh, scans and rates uh, based on an algorithm that tells how toxic particular content is. And this one kind of gets over into uh, that whole argument about free speech. Now, I'm going to let you, I'm, I'm going to ask you that question first. And then I'll, if if I vary from your answer, I'll put mine in. But how do you see that <laughs> affecting Free speech.
2: Well, you know what I'm going to say. So uh, given that, what you were just talking about is that conversation was happening on my website or something that I control. And kind of like what we started out with with our couple of news examples in Google, Google owns Google, and we're Mm -hmm. playing in their playground and you come over to my site, and actually, you know what? I've got, if you if you go over to my Twitter profile, at Mike Mueller, you'll see a link right to my Twitter uh, follow policy. And I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you, hey, I'm going to follow you back. And if you use swear words, cuss words, whatever, on my whatever, Twitter, or go over to my website, I am going to delete those or not, uh, not engage. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm going to unfollow you. Or delete those. <laughs> Same thing with my One comment policy. Engagement. Yeah, you're playing in my playground. You're not playing, you know, as far as that goes. So I don't have control over Twitter, but I have control over my website. So I can unfollow you on Twitter, but you come over to my website, and your comment is going to get deleted. You might get blocked, you know, on a permanent basis, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, end of free speech on on my website.
1: Absolutely. Same here. Same way at my home. Uh, You know, you're you're not permitted to behave certain ways in my home. And uh, trust me, you Mm -hmm. will leave if you violate those unspoken policies. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. If you want to exercise your free speech, go create your domain. And now that's where I really don't care what people say. I don't I may not like it. It may be disgusting and horrible to me, but I don't have to go there. I can exercise my freedom and liberty to go away. So um, I think what you said, though, is very important. If somebody makes a toxic content post to my domain, whether that's my Facebook, whether it's a, a website, whether it's whatever, anything that's out in the public, I'm going to reserve the right to delete that. And, and possibly delete mm-hmm. that person um, if they right. are in violation of that. So back to what happened in my particular case with the uh, the class reunion, I was kind of fortunate in that the post it was uh, in response to was outdated and it needed to go away because it was a uh, a little thing that was happening in a certain time period. so I just took the entire Uh, post down and and the toxic content went away with it but i know that a lot of newspapers and a lot of businesses they have a don't delete policy so they leave comments on there and let the uh and that's changed a little bit over the last few years it's not so true anymore um they let the you know they let the people talk and have their voice the question is how does that affect the readers, the other readers that come to read that site. If you see comments on there that are allowed to remain, and let's just say it's a business person, let's say it's somebody that has one of those uh, 365 things to do in Pacoima. dot uh, com. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do comments from
2: other visitors
1: reflect on that site? How do you think that affects?
2: Well, it. Yeah, I'm going to say every single comment no matter what it reflects on the site owner and to those visitors and you know if you've got a whole bunch of nut jobs that are just just filling the comment section chances are you know even if i want to leave a constructive wonderful thought (laughs) invoking wonderful a good spirited comment i'm probably not i'm going away i'm not going to partake in your party Not your party, but it's your site, so you're hosting it.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to set myself up. And then if I'm going to do business with that person, I don't know. I I can't think of of an example where comments would affect my choice to do business, Uh, but certainly any responses from the business owner or the website management team would reflect uh, in my choice of whether to do business or not. So I think, uh, I don't know, let's let's sum it up. What What's the best policy for, uh, we don't need to say, for toxic content from us. You're, if you choose to do that, you're poisoning yourself. Uh, if your competitors are doing it in their space, unless it's crossing some type of a libel line, there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, but let's talk about that particular thing, toxic content that comes up after you've posted something Um, And, and, you know, we could talk about the Baker. We could talk about the airline corporations and their malformed responses. Um, What's the policy? What's the best policy for dealing with toxic content on your site from other participants in your eyes?
2: You know, I'm going to yeah, I'm I'm going to say you've you've got to have something in mind uh, and in place as far as a policy goes. And, you know, going back you know, if you're a larger corporation or what have you, we actually talked to um, a couple of different people way back um, with the Keller Williams issue with the guys on the bus.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and we, we talked a little bit about you got to have something in place right away. Um, and if you don't have something in place, a and what we're talking about is like a comment policy or something similar to that. When this happens, what are we going to do? And what are we going to stand for? You know, where do we draw that line, kind of thing? And you might be a, even a single proprietor, but you still need to have that so that you mm-hmm. can turn around and point to it um, if need be. Hey, I removed your comment because go read my comment policy.
1: If it happens <laughs> again? You're out you of said, here. Hey, subsection two. You can never say <laughs> Casper on but my I
2: website. I think <laughs> that's I think that's your you know your job number one. Of course, what it what what happens typically is people don't have that in place and then this comes up and then they realize, Oh, I've got to have that in place. So I'm going to say partly, uh, ignore the trolls or ignore as best you can. Um, and if you cannot ignore, then delete and block as best you can.
1: Mm. -hmm. Mm. -hmm. Um, I'm going to be very similar to that.
2: I'm going to say that I
1: think that if it's a pointed, uh, comment from somebody that you've actually done business with and they're angry and they're not being mm-hmm. pleasant about it. Uh, I think go ahead and put it out in the public to show that you're trying to work with this particular individual um, and, and be a little bit, and I put the words transparent and genuine in the show notes because I think those words are abused. I don't want to always be transparent. I don't think it's always important to be to let everybody see everything I think that there are conversations that need to be happening offline instead of online um, mm-hmm. so that's probably going to be my uh, take on that that I don't know that that exactly aligns with my policy I need to review it um, but yeah if you're being hateful to other people disrespectful um, to other people that are there especially if they're being respectful to you, you're gone. I mean, I probably won't even tell you why. You're just gone. If you want to find out why, you can come to my house and knock on my door. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I I think that uh, to a degree, if we can solve the issue in the public's eye on our business sites, um, then, yeah, leave it there, provided it's not too hurtful to other people. And it's directed at me only. Uh, I would leave it there. What do you think?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wow, that was toxic. I need to go take a shower now. <laughs> I feel I feel I feel toxic. You know, hey, the, you know what? One, yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was going to say one of the things way back when we first started this. Um, we actually we had Clint who was uh, a sponsor on the show, and they had an issue with toxic content. And if you could, you know that a whole lot more intimately, love for you to touch on that real quick.
1: Um, I'd, I'd have to review it in, in my mind, exactly what happened. Um, we'll save that for next week. I will
0: uh, okay. I'll come back on it.
1: Fair enough, because we're up against uh, Works for me. we're up against uh, this, and you're up first. Have you ever posted any toxic content on your own channels, Mike?
2: Yeah, negative comment, but not toxic. Well, yeah, it was well worded.
1: <laughs> well worded. It was a toxic content in a tuxedo. Uh, yeah, I have, and uh, a couple of times it's been on purpose. But uh, I promise not to do it again in the next 10 minutes. Uh, When's the last time you ever used Google Goggles?
2: Ooh. You know what I'm going to say? I used it today. What? Only because I cheated and I saw the show notes. And so it was actually on my phone. I went over to Google Play and I realized, hey, it's on my phone already. Prior
1: to today, you haven't
2: used it in months. Never. (laughs) Never. (laughs)
1: Uh, Adobe Flash Love it or leave it
2: Yeah Hate it, leave it
1: Yeah, same here We can both answer that one in 10 seconds Not a problem Uh uh oh, good one Fish Chicken or tofu Tacos
2: Ooh, I'm gonna say Tofu tacos Ah man, I'm fish
1: 100% Gotta have that fish taco. <laughs> Fried, baked, grilled. <laughs> I don't care. Yep. Um, yeah. Good show today, Mike. Thanks for the uh participation there. We're gonna be back next week with some other crazy topic. If you need to get in touch with us in the meanwhile, Mike is Mike Mueller on Twitter. Uh I'm the Ken Cook, and Mike's at AreWeConnected.com. dot com. Last word, Mike.
2: Go out and be nice to other people. There you go.
1: I like that one. And with that, it's time to say bye, Mike.
2: Bye, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. And thanks to Kevin McLeod for the great music.